Well, welcome to another uh, episode of Northern Conversations. And uh, we're very lucky to have a couple of guests online. Uh, the uh, highly esteemed Kelly Darwin, my co-host on, on these podcasts. How are you, Kelly? I'm fantastic, John. This is, this is the best time of the year. We get to start fresh. No mistake yet. I can try to maintain that highly esteemed reputation. That's right. I haven't made a mistake for a couple of days. That'll soon end. That'll <laughs> soon end. Anyway, we're very, very lucky to have on the line with us uh, Lisa Mueller. I met Lisa a couple of years ago uh, with a, a conference, a Nation to Nation, and uh, we got so much to talk about that fits exactly within the theme of the podcast, and Lisa's on the line. And you're calling, we're calling you from Terrace, right? I'm actually in Stewart. Uh, oh. Stewart, BC, oh, so well. just out of Terrace, three hours. Well, well, thanks for coming online. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hello to you, too, and Happy New Year. Happy and all those things. And all those things. Exactly, all those things, right? So, Lisa, we established this podcast um, out of a clear need uh, from business, from the business network and the industry networks that we engage with to establish a better relationship with our Indigenous communities. And that's easy to say. And everyone says we should do it. But it's harder to do <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, and harder to um, make happen. And so we really wanted to start an active dialogue. That's why we started this podcast. And, and we're, we're very lucky and honored to have you involved. But first of all, why don't you let all of our listeners know what is it you do and what's your background? Sure. Thank you. So I uh, lived up in the northwest uh, in the terrace area for the past, um, oh, ever since 2008. And I'm uh, originally from Williams Lake area and status from the Silkotine Nation out of Williams Lake. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, have been doing consulting for myself all for the past decade. So just any kind of uh, community engagement, consulting, PR consulting, that's uh, kind of in the areas of what I do. And, and, um, and, and what, was, what was sort of the driver there on the consulting side? Was it uh, program in- implementation or um, uh, labor market focus? Or is, what, was there a focus or, or, or more uh, just program management type stuff? No, so mostly community engagement. So okay. a lot of my work hmm. is uh, community engagement between uh, a First Nations uh, community and the government or uh, a First Nations community and industry. Oh my God! So that's what our podcast is for. Yeah, this is perfect. So, yeah, <laughs> connecting the two, connecting the two. So whether uh, I, like I said, just a, a community engagement. So whether I'm, you know, working on a certain project um, and being that middle person for for engagement. So whether that's, a, I always try to stay um, around economic development. Uh, I really am passionate about uh, growth in First Nation communities, economic development. First Nation communities taking the lead on uh, any kind of new industry and any kind of new projects that can create self-revenue for that community. So I was super passionate about that. My work always hasn't been around that. I, um, For three years, uh, I led a project out of the Williams Lake area with the province and a couple of the First Nation communities around um, the gang issues that were taking place and are still taking place in the Williams Lake area, 
Mm-hmm. So I did that um, for a few years. But yeah, mm-hmm. just, it was still a community engagement role because I was the communi- uh, communications person between the communities and the government. Man, that that was a that sounds like a, a, a tough and extraordinarily rewarding project, I guess. Mm-hmm. Eh? To- lots lots to be learned because I didn't know, uh, you know, in this day and age that we have such active gang um, issues, and especially in First Nation communities, uh, it really opened my eyes, you know, on the reality oh. of of those issues really being at the forefront. So out of out of this passion of yours emerges uh, a conference, Nation to Nation. Um, and and it's where you and I met originally, uh, and I was blown away by the conference in Victoria, and hopefully we can all work together to bringing it back down here. But most recently, you you held a one day conference in Paris, correct? Three days. Uh, so th- oh, three days. Okay. Well, tell yeah, us about tell the, all of that. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about end end form. Yeah. So the nation nation form. Um, I created uh, out of, like I said, passion of the work I was doing around, you know, community engagement, economic development, and my real passion for seeing more First Nation groups take the lead for prosperity with from themselves, and so building and creating, um, you know, wealth for their communities for direct revenue. Uh, and back in 2015, I was... Um, in a conference down in Vancouver. So I have the privilege, you know, to go to Vancouver a couple times a year and attend the great conferences that take place down there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in 2015, I was at one at the Waterfront Fairmont, and there was 450 nice. people in this room. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, conversation and the agenda was Indigenous people and how do we engage with Indigenous people how do we do better business mm-hmm. with them? Uh, and their agenda had maybe one or two First Nations people on the stand out of 20-plus speakers. Oh, my God. And then right. in the room, I found that there was only just a handful of First Nations people themselves, uh, you know, and here we are talking about First Nations and how do we better do business with them. Totally. And I felt that we, uh, in order to have those conversations, we need to have those people in the room. So that's what created and sparked my um, my idea to create a, a First Nations-led form. And so back in 2015, am I speaking too fast or is all good? No, I'm, I'm, I'm almost like totally engaged with this. This is so interesting. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I speak too fast and just get on the no. right page. No, it's uh, fantastic. So back in 2015, uh, even and even a few years before that, I felt like First Nations were really coming to the forefront where they were really a big deal and people were starting to realize that you can't do business in BC and Canada without having First Nations at the table. And that was a reality. And I think the conference... And more than called, one? Yeah, more than one. <laughs> and I think that was the, the form was called the reality of doing business with Aboriginals or something like that. And so... Yeah. I uh, left that conference just disappointed to only see one or two people on the program and then just underrepresented in the room in regards to, well, if we want to learn how to better do business with First Nations, we need to ask them directly. They need to tell us. So I went back to Terrace and I gathered up um, two or three of my close associates and I was like, we need to start a conversation. And they're like, well, what is it? And I'm like, 
how to do business with First Nations in their territories. They need to come to the, to the stage and tell us how we need to engage with them. Because each First Nation group and territory, they do their business their own way. They have their own laws. They have the, the way that they want to do their traditions. And that's great, but we, you know, we need to be told how to engage with those communities. And so who better than, you know, the leaders of those communities? Totally. Wow. Well, <clears throat> when I got back to Terrace, I was just like, okay, we're going to create a form called the Nation to Nation form. And my idea with that and the logo, there's a, a red and a black logo is, it was meant to nation to nation to cross nations. So I wanted to gather nations together. So, um, nations being First Nations and non-First Nations because the two groups need to work together. And, and, as, much need, as, yeah. I, and as much as I believe in um, a total advocate for First Nations creating their own prosperity, you know, most in some communities still need that relationship with industry and they still need that relationship with government to make, a, make it a success. So it's the yes. three groups still that need to work together. And so that was my whole logo and how I created the Nation to Nation was to bring nations together um, to talk about how do we better do business with First Nations and how can we showcase First Nations to have a space for them to tell us how to do business with them. And that, that you know, and six weeks later, uh, it was the first form in 2015 in June uh, in Paris and it sold out within a couple of weeks. Hmm. And I knew that there was a conversation needed for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting because it, it sounds like such a simple thing, and yet it doesn't happen. And, and we see that a lot in all levels of government. Is it's All you have to do is ask. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very simple thing to do. And you, can't get, you can't get feedback from somebody unless you ask for feedback. So it's amazing that you created this forum to open up that dialogue, and, and hopefully that is going to be a, a tipping point to move forward because there's certainly some amazing stories out there of, of how First Nations and, and all different nations are, are taking advantage of uh, the, the economy and, and figuring out how they can prosper uh, using different methods. And I, I wanted to create a space that was led from a First Nations perspective. So I felt like the conferences that I was going to, everyone was very like tiptoe and walk around, being honest about how to, you know, approach First Nations, how to ask them certain things. And the thing was, you know, the thing is, First Nations aren't scary people. They're human beings. You know, they interact the same as everyone else. But it, uh, there was such a error. There was such a a feeling around, you know, oh, whoa, I'm kind of scared to ask how to do business with this First Nation or how do I do it? Like, it just, it just ask. Oh and my God! I got I, so many stories around that, Lisa. Yeah, yeah. people were you know? so afraid of us, and right? I'm just like, there's nothing to be afraid of. You know, <laughs> you know, First Nations people—they're just people. And oh my so God! I um, when I created end to end, I wanted the space and the stage to be a honest, safe place where First Nation leaders could get up there and openly and honestly and respectfully say what they need to say and um, feel safe about it. And I felt like, and I still feel going into our sixth annual this year, that I have an honest stage where people can go up and they honestly share um, what's on their mind, how to do business with them, the way they want to be done, you know, business done with them, their traditions. And 
it, they need to be honest. People need to be honest on this stage, and we we can do it in a respectful way. We we have uh, we're doing work here on Lower Vancouver Island, trying to engage our local industry with with our uh, is it almost a dozen First Nations communities. And as I started to get more involved with doing that, there were folks uh, in government and elsewhere who tried to encourage me to take courses and and study and implement certain protocols when I speak mm. to my First Nations colleagues. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? Like, mm-hmm. like do I got to do all that? Like, I'm kind of not. I'm going to just go and say hi, like, like I would do with anyone else on the mm-hmm. planet. And boy, they said hi back. <laughs> and, yeah, and, 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 and right, it was the same, like it was a conversation with anybody. There are clearly cultural and historical pieces that, that, are, that are critical to our country and our relationship, but they weren't barriers and they weren't something I had to study. They would just tell me. And I go, that sucks. And let's not do that again. And, you know, and it was, what? Like, what? And there's this big thing, you know, there's this, this like, like a big bridge we got to cross, and, and we don't. We just no. have to start having conversations. So I'm yeah, so, and respectful, and just be respectful, right? right? Yeah, and aware yeah. of, you know, their, their ways and their traditions and, and their style of doing business. And what other way to, um, you know, find out that is by asking. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I was going to say, I, just, I had a, a similar experience where I, I went and did a workshop with the Indigenous Perspective Society. And one of the questions we asked at the end from a, a business community standpoint was, how do we engage First Nations more in the business community? And their very simple answer was, just ask us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we, should, we said well, we should have done that at the start of the workshop because it would have been a quick one. But that was the secret. The secret was, you know what, we just need to engage and ask questions, and we will, we will figure the rest out as it comes. Mm-hmm. And at the forum, at the Nation to Nation forum, I wanted to create that open dialogue that, um, you know, I bring 20 to 30, um, you know, this this last forum in 2019, I brought 44 speakers through over three days. And so my um, idea and, you know, goal is to bring these leaders to the to the stage along with industry and government and, and, you know, have the audience, you know, be able to ask questions, you know, okay, you want to know something about that, that First Nation community or that territory, then ask the leaders. They're here, they're in the room, um, and we've, you know, we've gathered them here for the couple of days. And so, you know, just ask if you don't know, they're, you know, if you want to get to know them, they're all, mm-hmm. you know, they're fairly, people are friendly, you know, if you're, if you're respectful and, you know, kind, um, people are friendly. First Nations want you to know about their communities and the way they do yes. business and invite you in. Most, most mm-hmm. do. Yes. So what, okay, so you had three days, clearly a major success hitting all of your objectives. What's, what sort of next? What happens now? Do you have it annually? These conferences yeah. elsewhere? Are you planning elsewhere? So, um, in 2015, like I said, um, you know, I was, uh, I came back from Vancouver with the um, idea that I needed to create a space for, you know, a more safer space for First Nations to come and share their, you know, success stories and the way that we we should do business with them. And then 
like I said, you know, it sold out in a couple of weeks, and I realized, oh, well, there's a conversation needed there. And so I continued to um, take the conversation across the province and went to Victoria and to Vancouver, down into Williams Lake and then into Kitimat, um, and then for... Uh, and then always stuck to an annual one in Terrace. So it takes place every year in the end of October in Terrace. And we are going into our sixth year this October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd of 2020. And um, my whole reason for keeping it annually in Terrace is because I built it for Terrace and I built it for the Northwest. Because I felt um, not all of us are uh, able to make it to Vancouver, to Calgary, Edmonton to attend these great conferences. And so when I built it in uh, Terrace, my um, hopes were, how do I get, there's so many great speakers out there, so many. But how do I gather some of those national voices, those provincial voices, just those larger voices and, and bring them to the Northwest so us local people up here in Terrace area can come, um, you know, down to Terrace, and uh, Terrace is the central place for the Northwest, and how do they come and, you know, join us for a couple of days and have access to these speakers, you know, otherwise... Otherwise they can't. Some of us uh, can't, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So every year I'm bringing 20-plus speakers in, and there are speakers that Terrace, you know, sometimes would never see, and probably, you know, there's always I have a handful of people that have never been to Terrace before that are coming on my speaker program, and... And so it's cool for both, you know, Terrace and the, the local Northwest, and it's also great for the speakers that come in, right? They're pretty excited to see all this. You know, Terrace oh, and yeah. area and Kitimat have been the highlight for the last plus, what, five, ten years, you know, in regards to LNG and all of what's going on. So it's, And will be. Yeah. And will be, right? <laughs> it's really cool to see them, you know, come up and set foot here, and, and I think it's good exposure for Terrace area, and I hope to continue that. Now, the one in October in 2020, is that in Terrace again? Correct, yeah. Okay. Well, if you were to entertain doing something in Victoria, please engage with us. We would love to help you. Because mm-hmm. the, the, the goal and purpose of what you're doing is mission critical. And we don't have to, you know, create another world. We just have to sit down and start talking to each other honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so very, very much look forward to that conversation, Lisa. And, and just very, I personally, very inspired by your leadership and, uh, and vision. So, uh, you know, congratulations to you. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for having me on your podcast. And thanks to you and Kelly for your time. Hey, we're going to have you again, I hope. Absolutely. And, uh, but, but before we go, can you tell us a little bit about uh, a, spon- a conference that you are sponsoring, I think, uh, coming up soon? It's um, UNDRIP. Uh, in Vancouver, is that correct? correct? Did I say that right? Yep. Did you want so, to talk a little bit about that, or or sure? Or wait? Would okay, love cool. To. Yeah. So I am just a um, supporting partner. So I think there's four of us. If you go to the website, it's undrip2020.ca. Uh, myself and three other um, provincial businesses are supporting this conversation. So. It's not my conversation, but I'm definitely supporting it um, because I feel that this new UNDRIP, um, the Decoration Bill 41, uh, whatever they're calling it, many names for it, is very confusing, I think, to British Columbians and, you know, the people that live here in Canada. I think there's a lot of confusion and there's a lot of gray areas as to what UNDRIP really means. 
And so my reason for supporting it and attending it and and being there on January 14th, it's at the Convention Center in Vancouver on the 14th, so in a couple of days, I guess, less than two weeks away. Right. <laughs> so it, we're just gathering, they're gathering a bunch of speakers um, from eight to six uh, for the day, and we are just all talking about what does UNDRIP really mean. And there will be some government reps there as well, First Nations and and I think we're they're expecting, you know, just over 300 people, 400 people to attend. And so I think it's just, you know, getting first thing out of the new year. This was a big deal, you know, a few weeks back. I think it was announced sometime in October, November. Yeah. So this is like everybody's really uncertain what it means, but it's also really important. So, And um, so let's just identify what it is. So UNDRIP, it's the United Nations Declaration of Rights for Indigenous People. So. Sure. So there were uh, a set of uh, declarations and statements made at the United Nations. And now is BC the first government in Canada or, or in the world to actually adopt the, 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 uh, this declaration of rights as policy? Mm-hmm. Is, is that what it is? Correct. And Correct. so that's pretty damn important and cool. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, it'll be interesting to hear all, you know, the First Nation leaders and so forth at this event because, um, you know, I feel that, you know, First Nations have already been doing this for the past decade. Um, mm-hmm. And to some communities, it's not going to mean anything, but to some, it may mean um, a world of difference. So um, whether this works or not for First Nations, I think it's um, individually has to be decided for those communities. And so in my opinion and small opinion that is I'm not in a chief position or in you know a council position but I feel that you know First Nations have already been doing this they've already taken the lead you know decades ago and even you know we've really seen it in the past 10 years that they're taking their own lead you know First Nation groups are self-governed they're doing their own laws they're they're running their business the way they want to they 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 don't they don't that's right it's almost like laws Tell them that they they know that mm-hmm. First Nations we're, are self-governed. So we're we're well, just catching up on what they're already doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, amazing. So this January um, January fourteenth event on Drip. I'm just a supporter because I think the um, getting to the bottom of what this means is important. Well, whoever if you're, it, it works for is the, whoever it works for is a personal and individual decision. But I think it's important that it's clear on what it really means. We would love to talk to you right after that if you're available and and just get a, a sense of, of what you think happened and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, so that would be cool if you're open to that. Talking about the event or about yeah. Undrip? Uh, Undrip, oh, right afterwards, yeah. right? Yeah. And, after and, the event. Yeah, yeah, and do a podcast with you and get a summary. Kelly and I attended a local conference here on, on small business, and we did kind of speed podcasting where we were at the event and we then uh, interviewed folks there and some of the vendors there, and no more than a couple minutes each, mm-hmm. and then immediately broadcast the podcast. It got a ton of exposure. Boy, I wish we could do that for this. But, but anyway, t- being able to talk to you, and you might, I think you're too humble by saying, even though you're not in a political position, you are clearly a leader and a visionary, and we're very honored to be talk, chatting with you. Thank you. Okay, so until we chat again, how about we kind of just say sometime in that 
we'll schedule after the conference and see what happens from your yeah, perspective. Let's, let's yeah, do that. I'd love that. So, Lisa, before we go, can you just give us, for, for folks who want to get a hold of you, to the degree that you want to give contact information out, you're obviously both uh, a consultant and community engagement leader as well as um, a nation-to-nation conference organizer. How do people get a hold of Lisa Mule? Yeah, thank you. So uh, if you want to get a hold of me and talk to me about uh, the Nation to Nation form, you can find the form. It has its own website, so it's www.nation2nation.ca. So that's nation2nation.ca. It's on Facebook. It's also on Twitter. Um, And from there, you can actually, under the contact, we'll have all my information. You can touch with me, uh, Lisa Mueller, or you can find me on LinkedIn. I have a pretty active uh, business profile on LinkedIn just under my name, Lisa Mueller, um, L-I-S-A-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Pretty easy to find in today's world, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, thank thank you. you so much for joining us. Thank you, you too, and really good to chat to you and look forward to connecting again, and good job on the podcast. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.